Hello and welcome to Dan and Matt's Football Chat, where we've had um, probably partly an enforced break, but also we just it's uh, that weird Australian sort of Christmas slash summer crummer or something, I don't know, uh, where you, you kind of have Christmas and then it's like the summer. It's, it's like a double double whammy um, celebration, I suppose. How are you, Matt? Yeah, hello, Dan. Hello, everyone. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard it called crummer. <clears throat> no, that's a that. new one. It was good, good. Happy crummer. Was it good? Doesn't sound good. great. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a marketing... Yeah. It's not, um, I, don't, I don't think it's going to run that one. Yeah. yeah. No. I well, couldn't I imagine local supermarkets... <laughs> imagine local supermarkets in the run-up no. to Christmas and summer. Happy crummer, everyone. No, well, it does uh, mean, you know, like, some, some people don't like using the word Christ in it because it's like, you know, Christian festival. Uh, yeah. obviously, well, not really. It's also a Coca-Cola advert and a, and a pagan sort of thing as well. Going oh, on, geez, here so. we go. But, uh, yeah, so let's not, let's not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, but the point is that some people, it, it at least avoids the word Christ in it. And you have to say, politically correct, say, happy holidays or something like that. Or, uh, or happy like, crummer. Yeah, or happy crummer. Yeah, but that won't work. Yeah. Sounds a bit rubbish. I'll, I'll get back to you on that um, one if that's okay. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so what's been <laughs> happening, Matt? Oh, In the uh, well, five weeks or so we haven't spoken. Yeah, well, yeah. it's been a while. Yeah, I know, because you you generally quite a lot busier than me with other stuff. Um, yeah, I'm getting used to, obviously, uh, being at home. Um, a lot of the time with a well with a empty nester as it were you know I don't know how what, can you come up with a new phrase for empty nester <laughs> instead of leave you, it with me crummer <laughs> leave it with you it's got to be one word combined um yeah, yeah. I'm not quite sure with that one um but we're all busy yeah, these no, days it has to be one word save time yeah it does haven't got, haven't got time to haven't got time to um say more than one anymore. word yeah, yeah yeah it's uh yeah um no what have I been up to well, just kind of adapting to having the house a lot of the time just to myself and uh, my love, lovely life partners, and the, uh, the 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 cats and the dogs basically. So it's kind of been weird adapt, and also not having to be um, worried about school pickups and football friendlies and training and stuff, and just yeah, basically being quite self indulgent. So it's it's kind of been nice, but it's also quite weird because obviously I do miss my kids being here. But um, yeah, other than that, uh, Christmas has come and gone. So the first Christmas, and um, without the children, um, that was nice though. Uh, sorry, not without the kids. Obviously, miss them. You know, boohoo. Uh, no, um, but it was nice. It was nice and chilled after the whole year because the year's been quite quite full on in a lot of ways. Uh, Probably breaking news, got a new coffee machine, which um, due to, yeah, well, it's like, you know, when people talk about the butterfly effect, well, the butterfly effect of getting this new coffee machine that I have had my eye on for about a year um, was because, if you follow the logic, I went to grind my beans, coffee beans, in the morning, and... um, I dropped my coffee grinder and it broke. So this then led into a discussion of it was an expensive coffee grinder. And then I then looked up and saw this coffee machine was on special offer um, and bought that. So basically we didn't get a new coffee grinder, but we've got a new coffee machine. So I'm now making, um, you know. So what is it like an automatic one? Or like, what is it? Yeah, it was very expensive, but then 
it depends where you go. You know, they do all this price matching stuff in Australia. Mm. It's like kind of like, and you know, like we've talked about before, you don't buy something. You you go into a shop and say, oh, what's your best price? So mm. this coffee maker was up to $1,200 and we managed to get it almost half price. But I actually saw it yesterday in a very big department store over here for the site for still for $1,200 and said, oh, just, just out of, just out of curiosity. I said, oh, do you price match? So is that, and they, has that got a grinder said, built no. in? <laughs> yeah, has it's got, got a grinder built in, steam wand, um, no. different settings for your, I'm now having ristrettos. I've learned what a ristretto like, is, which is basically just a small espresso, basically. But it's quite nice. It's um, like a little, just, yeah, a little one, little little pick me up in the morning, Dan. When you know you don't maybe fancy a full just, coffee. Is it like in a little thimble, like a little tiny cup? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. It is nice actually, though. You know, when you do, it's like I like it. I'm I'm a traditionalist. I like a cup of tea in the morning, then a coffee later on, maybe for elevenses. Uh, so um, I, but I, I I do like the little boost you get from a bit of caffeine first thing in the morning so yeah it's it's cool but it but it also like it was expensive but um compared to your sort of general coffee makers of this level it's actually not they're like way more expensive generally so mm. yeah i dived yeah, into good. a bit of a yeah, world of yeah well i think so but also i dived into a world of coffee making which as you can imagine living in australia geez there's like it's next level stuff you know there's just yeah. people talking about the extract of the beans and the fat to foam ratio or something. I can't remember. It's just yeah. nuts. So basically, I don't, I'm not interested in that. I want a machine that go, makes me a coffee that's not far off what I would pay some top-knot barista in Mornington, $8 or whatever the freaking price is these days mm. to, to get a coffee. So what so did yeah, you no, that was, before that... when you broke your, broke your grinder? What, what, did you, what was your yeah. previous coffee um, regime then at home when you had a grinder? We've got... Well, we've got a cafeteria, well, a drip coffee maker, or um, you know, which uh, used to be very popular in Australia, and they're much more popular in America and Europe. But over here, I think with the light heated, a... with the heated thing, like the big glass jug. Yeah, sort of yeah, thing. just a filter. Yeah, just down, a filter with a yeah. filter. But yeah, drip, oh, drip, yeah. drip over. I think it's cool. But um, in Australia, because there's such a coffee snob culture, that that's kind of like a separate arm. Whereas if you basically got a coffee in the rest of the world, pretty much that's what you'd get so um we used to just have a nice nice big pot of coffee on the go you know so this is more your cafe experience yeah. from uh from the one i've cool. got so no yeah, it's good the, I, i'm, your, your I'm previous, liking it your yeah. previous yeah the pre, the previous like drip one you'd see those in like american yeah. diners don't you You know like when you go in and yeah yeah or if you went to coffee, england before yeah yeah or if you're in an english cafe before um you either got instant yeah. or you might if you're in an upmarket one get a cafe but yeah it, they, it makes really nice coffee but um i think i've had this discussion with your son before about this and he was very dismissive of the drip over coffee but you know you know that's uh the younger generation what yeah but it's kind of if you, it's, it's almost it's gone. almost it's it's almost false it's almost full circle hipster now because you go into like really yeah. hipster places and they've got drip coffee because it's like a cool yeah, thing to drink now. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's gone full circle now. Yeah. It's like now I we know. drink shit coffee because it's cool. It's like, oh, I know. I, well, it's it, like, to, to yeah. be fair, to be fair, I would, it is nice coffee. It's just coffee, like it's, um, it's not what people think. Co- you know, if you come to well, it in Australia, got people. The steam, 
the heat, right? No. It's the pressure of the... Yeah. the re- you're paying the money for the pressure that's actually forcing yeah. steam through, yeah. which is, means you're extracting more... Like, not to get a bit, be a bit of a wanker about it, but you're basically yeah. extracting more flavour from the from the coffee beans, right? Yeah, it's, you're it's different types of pressure. pressure. Yeah, does, more energies, yeah, you're extracting coffees. more... Like a richer, stronger flavour. Yeah. Anyway, let's not go yeah. there. Oh, well, we, see, we've got a cheap one. <laughs> as you we've got see, a cheap we one that we don't really that. use yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, I do yeah. like actually going to cafes as well, though, because I did buy it thinking, I'll never go to a cafe again. And you actually go, <laughs> actually, Saturday morning is actually yeah. quite nice just going yeah. for a coffee. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Cafe culture. You know, I think and, um, I think what's nice about it is, um, you know, again, not to <laughs> talk about it too much, but genuinely having a nice shot of coffee in the morning is, I actually quite like that. It's nice. And then, um, yeah, you're, you're right. You know, you're not going to get a barista quality one or whatever, but um, they, they're they way better than pods. I think pods are just yeah, but some market. Yeah, they're rubbish. The, the, um, the one that terrible. Your machine, though, if you're spending that much, it's probably yeah. up there. Like, it's probably in terms of the, is it bar it's pressure? It's good, yeah. Like, yeah, but it's, yeah. Oh, it's got it's nine. Gonna... Well, actually, <laughs> funny you should mention that, Dan. It's got a 19 <laughs> bar pressure, um, which is actually nice. the pressure that you're meant to have to make an espresso, apparently, that I found out. So. Okay, there you go. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so that, as yeah. you can tell, I've had quite a lot of time on my hands. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, in terms of that, I haven't done any football because I've, I've, I've basically, I'm seeing a physio um, uh, in the week because I've had... Is it a new injury, new injury or is it a recurrence? No, no, no. Well, it's a new old injury and he basically just said, you've got, I've got my my fat pad and my I've got insertional tendonitis, of, uh, tendinopathy in my Achilles and basically I've just said, you've got to rest it and do loads of calf raises. So it's really been frustrating, but... Um... Mm. So has pre-season started? Oh, well, not really. Pre-season. When does it ever stop? Not really? Yeah. Yeah. Quite, you know, as a pro. Yeah. <laughs> and well, it's no, my birthday. It does stop because it was last like season that. before it's. <laughs> like, there's yeah, a gap yeah, between yeah. last season and the next <laughs> season, and that's there's normally yeah. a gap where you don't play at all, and then the pre-season. But yeah. Yeah, pre-pre-pre-season. Yeah, and then yeah, it's my birthday tomorrow, so I'm just basically chilling tomorrow, and um, yeah. rather soberingly. I'm uh, going to an 18-year-old's birthday because it's a friend of the family who's got the same birthday as me, and he's 18 tomorrow. So we'll kind of have. Oh. I, I can't wait for all the jokes about, oh, it's your birthday as well, but you wish you were 18 yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> so you're uh, yeah. you're 48, Matt, right? I am. That's, that's yeah, I know. Exactly 30 years uh, older. Exactly. Than that. Yeah, I don't look it. I know, I don't look it. You're right. You're, you're, you're right. not someone who likes to celebrate birthdays, are you, Matt? Like, I'm not a massive like, birthday man. You're not. You're not no. a flag waver. Like, look at me. It's my birthday. Come I on, think also because everyone come and like wish me happy birthday, no. please. No, but I yeah. think also why, because why um, well, I think I don't really like the fuss, but also um, <laughs> the the having a birthday. This is going to sound very woe is me, but having a birthday in bang in the middle of January for our Australian oh. listeners, you probably get, oh, that's great because you're in holiday. But if you're born in January in the UK, it's, it's like, in terms of celebrating, it's actually quite tough because uh, no one's got any money. It's after Christmas and everyone's quite miserable. So, so it's kind of like, I think that's, you know, so it's, are you, you know, saying that you've been, are you saying you've learned that? 
from growing up in England, having his, you've learned not to celebrate it. No, not to, to celebrate. It's just, when you come just, to the, when you're now in yeah. the warmest part of the year, yeah, know, and it's I like know, sunny, you could you could yeah. do all sorts yeah. of things on your birthday. You're still conditioned yeah. to go. Oh, still it's your conditioned, birthday. I completely just, conditioned. I won't mention nah. it. Nah. <laughs> I've got I, no money what? and miserable. No, no. <laughs> no, that's that's one way of saying it. No, I just I just don't think I've ever been. Um, look, I used to when I was a kid, I used to like birthday parties and stuff. But no, I just I don't know. For me, it's just. It's just another day, you know. I don't want any fun. Yeah, well, but if you is, don't get me a present or wish me a birthday, I will remember it and I'll be, you know, <laughs> passively aggressive, um, upset about it. Okay. But no, no, I, no, I do, um, no, I do actually like my little birthday um, celebrations and a little bit of cake and stuff. But yeah, no, I'm not Happy just. Happy birthday for tomorrow. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. I'm just not yes. someone who massively wants to go out and have a massive night yeah. um, party style. That's it, really. Yeah, I'm not cool. sure I do anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think you do it. Any day. No. Not really. The odd one or two. Well, when you when you when you're a lot younger and you want to go out for a drink with your mates on your birthday, it's a bit different. But no, I'm not I'm not a big one for um big that sort of stuff. But yeah, so coffee machines and birthdays, um, injuries. What about what yourself? What about what about what about the update from the Tunbridge Angles? Oh yeah. The, well, there's not a massive amount to report really. The boys have they're doing well, but because of Christmas, they have a sort of miniature Christmas break, and then I don't know if you know because obviously you've got rallies in in England. The weather's been a bit rubbish, and they've had snow and ice. So a lot of they've had about three matches cancelled because of uh, the weather pitches. conditions. Yeah, basically frozen pitches. Yeah, they did manage to play one friendly on a basically a bog, I think, and they, they against some random team. But yeah, so it's kind of gone a bit quiet there because the they just um they've had a kind of enforced break, but they hopefully should have a match uh, next week. They, they, so the season's resumed. It's just. Not resumed because okay. of just the weather, and just a bit into yeah, yeah, it has been. But yeah, no, they're enjoying it. I think they're adapting. Um, I think they've enjoyed the uh, some of the weather. The, you know, a few scenes of thrown snowballs and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, mm. but uh, yeah, it's. Um, I think they're learning that it's life's a bit different over there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, no, what about yourself? What about yourself? You've uh, been well, I mean, out and about. we've talked about having a bit of a break in the pod, but I had yeah. some sort of in-laws down from Sydney uh, yeah. and then big, quite, and then also uh, my wife's, like my, my niece from Ireland is also in Melbourne at the moment and that she came down. So pretty yeah. loads of people for Christmas Day. Uh, yeah. Did our Christmas swim in the rain because it was the weather wasn't great. Oh, yeah, the, I forgot Day. that. Every few years. Yeah, it rained all day on Christmas Day. Um, I had a jumper that on. That, that actually yeah. happens every five or six years. Like if you think, yeah. about, but then it will, we'll now get get a few as it won't, because um, it is quite changeable in December in Melbourne. But the, uh, yeah, we have a Christmas swim there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have yeah. a we went and it was like raining. We all run out and then we went out to up to sort of our shoulders in depth and then. We swim into the beach and then run up the beach and you touch the wall and it's like um, my yeah brother-in-law's father's uh, Christmas tradition. Nice. Uh, but the the joke is, and it's a, the the family joke is that basically he always wins because wherever yeah. you touch the wall, he goes, no, 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 I meant this wall, and it's like a, yeah. everyone laughs and it's like and and it is quite funny. But he actually last year we were in Sydney and he actually won. He got we we're in Sydney and there's there was obviously it's a surf beach, there was waves. He actually caught yeah. a wave. And flew in yeah. past everyone and actually genuinely did win, which was totally <laughs> nice. unheard of. Because normally nice. he lo- doesn't win because his son's yeah. a very good, like strong swimmer. Normally beats yeah. him. Uh, and there's um and there's um yeah, but he genuinely did last year, which we, we didn't nice. really know what to th- how to feel after it. It was a bit, it was a kind of an <laughs> empty feeling inside because he actually did win. Um, <laughs> so yeah, beach? that was that. And then we had seafood. At, uh, we went to Mills Beach this year. Oh nice. We have we have actually swum at other ones in the past, but yeah. that was yeah. uh, we've been to Mount Martha before. 
Yeah. We move it around, you know, it's one of those events where yeah. you can do it. Any beach really you can you can Any beach have a swim do. and run up the beach. Like as long as yeah. it's got a beach and, and some water, you can basically do it. So that was that. Uh, and then well, I was kind of working. I mean, I'm not a teacher anymore, so I, have to, I had to work in between Christmas and New Year. And then we went away um, for a week, which was fantastic. So I don't know, um, people that are listening, you may or may not have heard of Wilson's Promontory National Park. So it's a, um, it's the most southerly tip of the Australian mainland. And for that, if you've ever you ever get a chance to go there, anyone, or you have been there, you'll know uh, that it is absolutely amazing. It's um, it's a like a national park and then it's also got a marine national park next to it so it's everything's kind of protected the mm. seabirds are, are huge like they're, they're just all the animals just seem like ridiculously healthy and huge yeah. i think because there's no like pollution particularly in the in the vicinity and it's yeah. just um it's really remote like you go and we you walk you know you go for a couple of hours walk on the tracks and then you find a deserted beach have a swim it's just like it just blows you away just the yeah. pristine sort of beauty of it the, the color of the water is you know, crystal clear water i can't overemphasize enough we um we camped so i don't know if you, whether you've seen swags mate you familiar with swags yeah yeah, they're, yeah. They're kind of low tech they're like body bags with guy yeah. ropes basically yeah um, that zip out but it was another a brilliant feature of them is that you can kind of unzip it so you just got the mesh right so you, obviously mm-hmm. the insects aren't getting in but then um, the mesh, you, you basically could lie in it and look through the mesh up at the stars. And the stars are ridiculous because it, it's so yeah. clear and there's no light pollution. So you kind of go to bed looking up at the stars. And it was it was amazing. Like, just really, like, if you had to get kind of off grid and just, you know, um, get back to nature, as, as a cliche, yeah. uh, then it was just amazing. Yeah, And, and I, it was better than I thought. I thought that my teenagers would be bored and be hassling me yeah. for, like, phones because the reception wasn't that great and you couldn't really yeah. charge the phones up but they just got into the 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 rhythms of of the place and just yeah is that there's there's a few people obviously people have ridiculous camping rigs and you're a bit intimidated by, oh, their, by their setups over here it's not trailers it? and yeah. the caravans and the solar panels and the yeah. just um yeah yeah, they're basically, and they've got like fake grass that they sit on and have their dinner. And you're like, what? Well, you're basically at you in your house. Like, what? Why yeah. did you come here? Uh, we yeah. we did, did pretty well. We had like a had a gazebo and plenty of. We were comfortable. We had the barbecue, so we're like, we were we were, we were good. But you're always yeah. kind of looking around. You're going, oh, I might get one of them next year, and oh, I might. And I think you get a bit better every time. So look, if you've ever been there, then you'd know. And if you haven't been there, I would suggest you do go. The the kids went on this like boat trip as well out to sea, and they saw all this seal colony and they you sometimes see dolphins and you get mm. you, you really sort of see how amazing um yeah wilson's prom is and just australia yeah. in general i think is it's just really one of those pristine places that's just really special and it's not really well known it's the people no. always go go to the great ocean road that's the kind of big tourist trap in victoria i think that's the most popular place it's not that go. great but um yeah. No, well, it's a bit, it's a windy, I mean, it's some nice views out of sea, sandstone out of sea, and it's, but it's, it's very busy, and it's very sort of, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty windy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that was me, really, and then I got back, and then I've been sort of straight back into work again, which, um, but yeah, that, that's, um, I feel pretty, pretty rested and ready to go again. So yeah, that's it. Hmm. Well, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the that's 
it's funny you should ask that actually, Matthew, because for years we've put in for the ballot, right? And the, and the, in about in about halfway through the year, about July or something, you put your name you put your name forward to Parks Victoria, and we've always had like, no, sorry, you were unsuccessful, right, for three years. Then this year they said, right, we're changing it this year. Um, they didn't really say why they're changing it, but anyway, they said, right, on this date in July, it's basically we open open bookings, and you can um, you can just book in. So we were driving back from Sydney in July this year, uh, last year, and yeah, well, um, and Barbara just like went on the phone and basically just like spent about two hours. Go- the website kept freezing and crashing, but eventually she got through to a booking and we got a booking. But there was a big, there was lots of, there was people coming around today, like coming around the campsite asking me about the booking system because apparently some families that book the same site every year were like a bit miffed that they had to go through this process. And I was like, I, I sort of came back to them and sort of said, well, you mean they've been going through a ballot every year and they get the same site every year? Clearly, there's been some dodgy people. You know, they know the person that does the bookings or something and they, they repeat book it, um, which I get it because it's a beautiful place, an amazing place to be. But in terms of equity, it should be, you know, get available to everyone. You should have access so that everyone can access it and not just, you know, the same people every year. So I think they, they were kind of asking. So I sort of said, look, it was really good because I spent years trying to go through the ballot and they've changed it to a first come first served and I got through just through by going on the website so only in peak se- only in peak season so you you can camp any other like you know for example this weekend you could get a, get a camping site yeah there's also cabins <coughs> yeah and it's only peak season so it's only like christmas like australia day easter like it's the, you know the No, no, you can go any weekend. You will get any normal weekend. You will get a site basically. Like, just you, you that you just can't, you just can't fill it. You can do day trips as well. It's, it's two and a half hours there, so it's pretty, it's a pretty easy journey. I think it's you could do. I did a day trip when my mum was here. We went down and we did the boat trip with my mum, and uh, it was yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can see, you, you can stop, you stop and there's little walks. I mean, we sort of hiked a bit because we were there for the week. So we kind of like all did diff, did sort of, you know, three or four different walks. You can walk up Mount Oberon and you get a good position this whole thing. And there's there's one out to Tongue Point where you stop at um, Angel. But yeah, it's just amazing. It's just like, it blows you away. It's just like, the, it just I can't, I can't speak highly enough. I did see a snake as well. So I can verify that they are there are snakes in Australia because I've never seen one. And I was like, I've been here 15 years and I was like, uh, no, no drop bears, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, maybe next time. No, 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 no. Might be a reason for that. But yeah, um, yeah, that's it, really. Um, yeah. Um, shall we perhaps take a break and then talk about football after the break, possibly? All right, cool. We'll see you after this. <laughs> Where we will talk some football, as our name um, <laughs> would suggest that we might. At this point, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about? Let's talk about Premier League, shall we, Matt? Because that's kind Ooh, of yeah. that's the top top league. Yeah, so let's start there. Um, what's what's been going on the last month? Do you want to give us a bit of an outline from your from well, your perspective? Well, obviously, as a completely um, non-biased Arsenal fan, Arsenal 
went into well I suppose it's a month a couple of weeks you know around Christmas time went in top of the Premier League looking good and then after Christmas um, not so good but it looks like there's an actual uh, pretty good battle for um, the, the title going on with the um, the top four and then you know a couple of couple of outliers like I know we briefly mentioned uh, before we had came on air but um, Aston Villa you know that's that's mm. a pretty good story. Um, just because my nan was a Villa fan and uh, Unai Emery, obviously ex Arsenal manager, good to see his he's kind of doing a good job there and stuff. Um, also they beat us, that's annoying. But uh, Man City kind of popped off to go and win the uh, what is it, the Club World Cup, and then um, came back and just sort of a, just you know still there still kind of at the top yeah. almost at the top Liverpool kicking on and and then us kind of falling away a bit and, and Spurs creeping up as well so there's kind of um a good battle depending on what you want to look at it I, I know that uh, just to touch on the Arsenal thing I think there's a lot of chat about Arsenal at the moment because we lost two games in the league um well three and four and then um dropped a couple of points and in draws and then lost to Liverpool, but essentially the best I can make out from it is Arsenal are not scoring goals because we're having one of those sort of. If you get into all the stats and stuff, which some people obviously love to do now, like xg, x mm. xga. Oh, one of my cats has just woken up. Um, xg concede, expected goals conceded, all this sort of stuff. Arsenal are kind of in this weird stat thing where basically, guess what? If you, we're letting in too many goals and we're not scoring any goals, and mm. and um, you can tell that because you can watch football. But for example, I watched um, the FA Cup game against Liverpool and we played really well. Should have scored, didn't, and then guess what? Liverpool scored and we lost. So it's kind of like it's gone a bit like that. We, the one really bad performance for Arsenal was um, the Fulham game, but you you would know that as a, a long-suffering football fan that. You know when you watch your team and you know this is just going to be really bad, like very quickly it's just not working and you just hope that somehow you come out with something. And uh, even though we went a goal up in that game, um, yeah, it was really poor. So from an Arsenal point of view, uh, I'm just hopeful that we'll have a reset after the winter break because the Premier League does this weird thing now. I don't know. I don't know if you get it, obviously, in the lower leagues. Uh, You know, he says from a lofty position. But... um, (laughs) There's a there's a winter break now in the Premier League, but it's like a staggered winter break. So basically, half the teams get a winter break yeah, pretty much straight that, after. Yeah, yeah. half so off this just, week and half off next yeah. week. Yeah. So you get like the third round of the FA Cup. They've done it for a couple of years now. So Arsenal in no Arsenal in Dubai. Um, Arteta's. So you're not playing steak. this weekend. Playing next no, weekend. no. That, he's having, I don't know if you've seen Arsenal's um, Arteta getting a steak with Salt Bay. You know that bloke. Oh, well, the guy that feeds it, he sort of feeds oh, it. It's quite funny because uh, <laughs> shout out to Phil, Phil, the, um, Phil, the Newcastle fan, friend of the show, who sent me a, a video of it. But it's quite bad. If you watch the video, I don't, I, I wouldn't bother. But there's a, he's just such a weird odd guy, this Salt Bay, because uh, I get it, it's all like promotion. But there's a real slightly awkward moment where he puts his hand over round Arteta's shoulder and it's just a bit creepy. If you remember... World Cup final, he kind of he jumped on the pitch, didn't he? And was trying. There's a really awkward selfie with Messi and touched the trophy and all that. Anyway, that's my Premier League roundup. <laughs> um, Var yeah, still yeah, barring, yeah, 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 that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I was just sort of building on what you just said. I think yeah, Villa is the team that doesn't really fit when you look at like yeah. in terms of expectations at the start of the season. Yeah. 
there's a bit of a gap. I mean, Spurs are doing well, but then maybe you wouldn't expect them to be there with the sort of change in manager, but they're having a good good run. Because there is a bit of a gap then, those top five, and there is a bit of a gap. There's daylight to sort of West Ham and then below. Um, but yeah, I think Liverpool, yeah, I don't know. Their, their form's good. They just seem to, they've completely yeah. replaced their midfield. They've kept it the same at either end of the field and it seems to be working for them. And obviously the manager has been there a while now. He knows what he's doing. Um, you're going to get peaks and troughs, though. You never know. Yeah. Arsenal should get. Yeah. As you said, if you don't take your chances and then you concede at the other end, yeah. you're not actually playing that badly. You're just not. No. Like, but ultimately, you know, it's it's, it's a really one it's a really counts, o- it's a really odd one though because just to jump back on the Arsenal things briefly, is you can get into all the stats and this that and the other and last year Arsenal overperformed this year they're not blah blah. But sometimes, you know, when you can look, I know football's got ridiculously tactical now, but sometimes you can look at it and go, can we, and I know these, these players are very hard to find, but you basically need, as Ian Wright said, a killer, like a striker who scores goals, <laughs> you know? So I think there's, there is that, but I was just thinking as well, um, we could also be in the Man United sort of weird situation and, and, and Chelsea and Newcastle have gone on this winless run as well haven't they so you know yeah. I think that perspective is a thing for football sometimes you have to get things in perspective and go we've had a bit of an iffy run but some like Man United Chelsea can't get going and Newcastle have gone on this kind of you know run that apparently had a horrible might be getting sacked and, yeah yeah so horrible I know, summer, I know it's yeah. difficult for you to um, comment on that without a hint of bias in your eyes but uh, yeah you know any that's the only. Um, that's the only thing I've got left. Mate, is just hoping yeah. that they like you know, the delay. I just, I'm just hope. I'm, I just want to delay the inevitable trophy. That's yeah. all. That's all. Yeah. So when, so when it looks like they might not do it this year, then, uh, then yeah, or in, or well, at least you, the chances you, increase of them not winning. Things. Yeah, and you were fairly confident, weren't you, that there was a chance of an upset um, when you played in the the uh, the the. Would it? It's the tease time well, derby, isn't it? Because it was it was technically. Well, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, well, let's let's talk about that now. I know weir. Know. Sorry, it's the weir. Uh, is it the weir? Yeah, it's the weir, isn't it? I've confused my yeah, rivers. It's yeah, the weir. Not that. Oh, sorry, Tynum apologies side, yeah. to Borough. Yeah. Tynum weir. Yeah, yeah Tynum weir. Yeah, the, was, I, well, yeah, we went into the game. We went into the game. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe you should go back back a step because we have actually mm. changed managers as well. So, yeah, the well, oh, yeah, go on, Mowbray, do, well, Sunderland think, Championship think, update. Yeah. Oh yeah, here we go. Sunderland Championship slash FA Cup exit chat. So. We were doing okay. Um, Tony Mowbray, he's an old hand. He's very good at developing. You know, I think he's a good man manager. Um, yeah. I think he wasn't being given allowed any any um, input into the transfer uh, policy because we've very much yeah. got Christian Speakman and we've got a director of football. We basically, our policy is to buy young players around Europe and sell them on, yeah. uh, kind of like a Brighton type thing. But um, we're but we're very early on in that. <laughs> that that plan so we don't really have so when tony mowbray wanted you know maybe a, someone in their late 20s that was a bit more developed in terms of championship experience the the answer was obviously no uh, we we did sign bradley dack from blackburn who is in that mold he's like you know he's yeah. late 20s and he's a bit more of a seasoned pro rather than the kind of you know it's ridiculous like you know most of our t- players are like 21 22 you know 26 yeah, year old is our team. oldest player we've young got well, a very young team yeah. so but so we replaced him, and you know, and, and every time we replace our manager, it always seems to be anticlimactic, uninspiring choice. But we, another, when Tony Mowbray was appointed, everyone said yeah. the same thing. Yeah, we've employed employed Michael Beale, who's 
uh, you know, as famously got sacked by Rangers earlier this season. Um, yeah. I think he has had some sex when he's just been coach. So at Chelsea, yeah. Liverpool, um, yeah. and even at Villa under Gerrard. I think when he's actually coaching, I think he, yeah. he's shown that he can actually do it. So hopefully he's going to be one of those kind of coach managers that's on the training yeah. ground. He knows he's not going to have any input into the transfer policy. So, And, and actually, you know, he lost his first game badly, 3-0. But then since then, he's won two and drawn one. So we went into the Newcastle game on a bit of a bounce, thinking, oh, yeah. And Newcastle, as we've said, the season, the, the, the arse has dropped out of their season, really, in the last sort yeah. of month or two. Um, just they've fallen down the league. They've lost a few games. They've obviously dropped out of the Champions League narrowly. Um, uh, but they just, yeah. And, and we said at the start of the year, I think, about squad depth. And I think mm. that's, you know, they've had ridiculous... When your goalkeeper gets injured and they're out for ages, it sort of shows you that it's one of those seasons yeah. um, that, you know, people always say, oh, we've got loads of injuries. But, you know, every half the teams in the league would probably say that. But I think Newcastle particularly, I mean, they've got half their first team is basically out at the moment. Yeah. That said, they have invested hugely and they've still got a very good team. So came to the game. I was reasonably positive. Obviously, Newcastle's squad is worth hundreds of millions of pounds. Ours is worth about 30. So yeah. some have got to do something different yeah. to actually compete with a better pedigree of players. They've got internationals through their team, right? They've got people like Guimaraesh, um, yeah. you know, they've got um, Isaac. They've got some real quality players. We don't have that quality or we have just sort of young players that have potential. And you hope that we would like show a bit more energy. You'd hope that maybe tactically we'd be a bit more... Like... And it was actually a weird game because... We had, we actually defended quite well. Our structure was quite good. Newcastle yeah. were dominant, no doubt. And they showed that they were just better at keeping the ball. They were just smarter in defence. I mean, and it just sort of showed the golfing quality. Which yeah. I was really, that's kind of, well, and, and although that I knew that was always there, you hope that through endeavour and through a kind of, you know, maybe yeah. more tactical smarts, that doesn't show. That said, all three goals were annoying. Yeah, so, I, I saw. I know. I, I saw so the first all of them. I saw the first laugh. So Dan Ballard, arguably oh. our best player, yeah. scored a goal and gave away a penalty. But he actually yeah, was probably our best player on the day. Yeah. So it's one of those he was games. Very where good. We did, yeah. It was good. Yeah, but he yeah. had to. He had to. He had to play at that ball, and he can't fish yeah, no. goes in the net. Uh, and so having said that, that was right in the middle of a period of Newcastle pressure where they could have got two or three goals. So, and he also fouled Isak. You know. Big handful yep. of his shirt, um, probably another. And 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 were VAR to be there, we, yeah, we might have lost this five. That, I can't believe um, that wasn't a penalty. Sorry. That one, yeah. I know, <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. I think what it was, I think Isak was kind of across him as well. So it was kind of like, yeah. but yeah, when you saw the replay, you go, oh, he's got away with that one. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, and then yeah, and then go in, come out for the second half. One, oh, that was crazy. Okay, it's not all. Yeah. And then Equar tries to dribble out of yeah. the box, who again has been one of our strongest performers this year. Just tries yeah. to dribble out of the box, gets dispossessed, bang 2-0, and you're like, oh, no. And Game then the game's over. basically gone. Yeah. And then yeah. the last one's just like frustration, just barged him over. Should have let him shot, because I don't think his shooting is all that great. Um, no. The, and the, yeah, there's a low, there's a low, probably less than a 50% chance of him scoring that, but in a penalty, you've got like 60, 70% chance of scoring. So yeah. I think, yeah, disappointing. Um, but you know these things happen, and it won't. The good thing is it won't define our season. Um, right. You know, if we do put keep going with this run and get up out of this league, it will be forgotten. Um, who am I kidding? These things are never forgotten. Uh, well, fans you're remember. Like, the championship, we, we'd actually, yeah, we'd actually yeah. that, that was like that would have been ten in a row that we haven't yeah. lost to Newcastle. It would have been. 
Uh, obviously, yeah. now they've won. That's that's ended. There was not. That's a nine game unbeaten yeah. run against Newcastle. So they kind of owe us one. If you actually look, yeah. <laughs> if you actually look yeah, back definitely. at the, the ledger. Yeah. And look, fair play to Newcastle. They were a lot better than Sunderland, and it just showed. But the goals were annoying, nonetheless. But yeah, fair play. I, and, I um, think it was. Um, see how they go. I think it was like I watched this first half. I got to be honest. I turned. I switched over to watch um, the Maidstone Stevenage game because one of the things is you've got all the games here on um, uh, available. So even though it's a ridiculous time of night, you can watch them all on streaming. And uh, <clears> the the first half, I think you're right. I think Newcastle put out pretty much the strongest team. I'm guess I'm pretty sure that they had available. You yeah, know, they, no, had a they decent did. Team. It was their strongest and, team. And yeah. and and I thought if the my takeaway from that game was. Like, yes, you've got a young team at Sunderland. Yes, they're not Premier League quality yet. And yes, there's a big gap. But if you, I know this is easy to say, you know, but if you take away the errors, I still think Newcastle would have won. But it wouldn't, mm, it, it wasn't really like a 3 0 game in that way. And, um, you know, what was the what was the guy at the second the start of the second half who gave the ball away? What was his name? Oh, Equal. Yeah, Equal. Yeah. But, but I, the one thing I would say as well, if if you wanted, you know, when people say, um, you can just literally see the confidence drained from you know, a player. Yeah. I've got to say this: when Equard made that error, <laughs> you could just see literally it was like everything. That's it, you know. Like the yeah. kind, you know, that it just drained. It, things did go away, and I know you hit the. I think you hit the bar, didn't you? Yeah, we, we, we had a. But, well, immediately after Equard had a shot, it was deflected. Yeah. And it hit the goalkeeper's leg. It would have gone in, yeah. and then and the kind of um, the, the, you could just feel it, it couldn't you, uh, over there. But I, I think, I think if you're a young team and you go, do you know what? We're not, we're not there yet, but we competed in 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 enough play, uh, for enough of that time. You got a, you know a new a new manager in it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think for personally, as an outsider, I think it bodes well for the future. But yeah, it's it's uh, always going to be frustrating. But Maidstone well, yeah, beat Stevenage was was a bit of a good yes. you know, there's a nice little story there as well so you know out of darkness came light because I changed to a different match I think is what I'm saying there yeah <laughs> and you're yeah. and you're in yeah, anyway, you was... you're in the championship you're in your sixth you, you know you're, you're nicely yeah. sort of just no, we're doing all right know, we're doing all right we, got, all right. we, we couldn't yeah. in that in that cup game we didn't get Jack Clark on the ball. No. I think there was normally two markers around him. Yeah. There was no, he just never... And Patrick Roberts was injured. He's also been one of our yeah. stronger players. I mean, we just didn't get... Um, we still haven't really got a striker. Um, yeah, Lucin, the Ukrainian yeah. guy, sort of runs around a lot, but we haven't really... Yeah. But then you talked about Arsenal not having a striker. Yeah. No one seems to have a very good striker. I mean, obviously, Newcastle have got one there uh, in yeah. Isak, but um, yeah, and there's a few others around the place. But well, there's, a, there's City, a sort of school of thought one, now that strikers... have got one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there's a sort of school of thought now that strikers are not are kind of a bit of a rare, like a really rare breed now because you, because to sort of get all you know to to get um, football uh, hipster about it, but there's you know like for you have forwards more than you have strikers now a lot with a lot you know particularly towards the higher end of football, and I think I think that's you know systems teams play now with a lot of the time just one actual main centre forward slash striker I think the, is that the, just you know, people because they're not being coached and encouraged to play as strikers because like I think so yeah strikers. I, I think so because because you have because Pep, uh, Pep, Pep Guardiola famously didn't really play with one for a bit right yeah I mean he's Spain then Harland yeah Spain didn't yeah, yeah exactly so there's always these big um exceptions that maybe prove the rule but it no I just find that interesting that I wonder if you know like as you, because I the football that Sunderland were playing was like you can see that I don't want to say it's the right way. I don't, I don't you know, I don't. Well, we're trying to pass it out. You trying to pass through, it out through Newcastle's yeah. press, yeah. which was yeah, yeah which brave, brave, but I mean, yeah. didn't, 
didn't really work because we kept giving it away. But no, at least they but... tried to do it. I mean, we didn't really have an option though. I mean, what else you can do? Lump it long. We didn't have a exactly. target, so yeah, exactly. you've got to kind of play so, that way. There was no so way. yeah, I, I thought, um, I thought, you know, it, it, there is always a bit of a debate about whether you know this is all cyclical, obviously, or cyclical. I don't quite know how you pronounce that now. But um, but uh, you know, strikers. Yeah, strike. You know, there's you know, strikers are kind of dying out a bit. But uh, yeah, no. Anyway, I, I, that's just an, a side issue. But um, yeah, it was good to see the Maidstone result. I actually watched that. Yeah. Uh, most of the second half, and they actually oh, they thoroughly. Yeah, they thoroughly deserved it. Yeah, probably the last thirty-five odd minutes of that game. So, so yeah. So, in terms of um, football, in that kind of weird post-Christmas, getting into the nuts and the bolts of the season now, aren't we? Where you know, if like for example, if Sunderland, uh, you know, the top six in the in the championship, we know that will probably change a lot because I think Norwich. When I was just looking, Norwich are on the it's up. Very, com- it's like, very compressed. Got, yeah, you know, other than other than Leicester are kind of twenty points ahead of Sunderland in sixth, aren't they? I think from what I've yeah. just well, Middle, Middlesbrough are on thirty six points, which is yeah. four points below Sunderland. They're in yeah. Like so you've got position. you've got so that classic half the league. Well, more than yeah. half, like two thirds of the league will be thinking that we can we can get to the playoffs yeah. here. I reckon you know, what, like, down so. to Millwall, Swansea, Blackburn. They're on thirty two yeah, points. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, Millwall will be thinking they're only yeah. they're only well they're eight points of uh, maybe down as far as Preston. Although yeah. Preston have gone off the boil, they started brilliantly. Uh, you know, Leicester it... do seem to be maintaining their their dominance. Um, I think Sunderland yeah. have got Ipswich actually tomorrow night, tomorrow morning. So I might get up and yeah. watch that. You've got twenty games left now, so like in, uh, roughly, haven't you? Across most teams, so this is when it all sort of really, you know, it really. Yeah. The home was actually not the home strip, my... is it? But you know, little little prediction for you, and I could this may I may be I may look very silly. Um, when Sunderland have played teams that try and actually play football, like for example yeah. Leeds, um, uh, we yeah. we generally win. Like yeah. um, we've generally lost the teams that try and just like strangle the life out of the game and then just hit us on the break. Uh, yeah. Because we're kind of a young team, we don't really manage the game that well. But when and I think Ipswich are that kind of team, so I've got a feeling we might get a result, maybe maybe a draw, but. We might even win that one, even though it's Ipswich and they are second and they've, they're the form team. Um, we do we do tend to do well. Where we've beaten like look at above us, we've beaten West Brom, Leeds, and Southampton, for example, who are all above us, and we beat Hull as well recently. So we've kind of do well against like footballing teams. I don't, know, yeah. I don't want to sound um, no, I know what you're saying. Like, you know, when teams come and they just you know defend with high lo- a low. A low block and just try and yeah. we don't do all that well. It's um, hard. Yeah. yeah, that is tough. It is. That is yeah. tough. It's good. So, yeah, that's my at... that's my Sunderland. That's your Sunderland yeah, slash Champo update. And I think the other FAQ, story, yeah. the other story that was coming out um, was obviously Wayne Rooney got sacked, didn't he? After fifteen mm. odd games at Birmingham, and, and Tony Mowbray's on the on the um, on the carousel has moved into the Birmingham City yeah. job. Which is, it, it, and I, I saw something that's really interesting. Was saying basically, Birmingham got take. I mean, Birmingham have been a bit of a bin fire for quite a long time, and mm. um, they've they've now got this American owner. And then the American owner did the very predictable thing of going, "Hey, Wayne Rooney did well in America. Let's and he's you know he did well at Derby. Let's get him in." And there's a lot of mm. apparently Wayne Rooney's reputation in America is a lot higher than it is in England. I think is it? he gets. I think I think he gets a bit of a kicking in England basically because he played for Man United but if you look look at him he was a top you know very very yeah, very it's, like it's, one of England's best ever players a lot of, a lot of, stuff. yeah he is one of England's you know, best ever like, yeah. so I think in hindsight he'll be seen better but yeah 
but it was kind of predictably it all went wrong. And then I don't know if you saw, but there's a recording that leaked of his son sort of slacking off, <laughs> slacking off Birmingham players or something. So someone leaked oh, really? some sort of voice record. Yeah. So it's all, and it's all predictably, you know, Rooney's kind it's of. It's a bit of a weird thing. one because yeah. John Eustace, who was the manager prior to Rooney, was reasonably yeah. well liked. He did really Birmingham well. Like, yeah. Birmingham were yeah. doing all right. I mean, they weren't yeah. playing like amazing eye catching yeah, football. No. And then. Rooney came yeah. in and then, yeah, I think Sunderland played Birmingham actually while Rooney was yeah. manager and they just didn't look at the race. They, did, they weren't that no. bad, but it just looked a bit, didn't look no. like they knew what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah. You, know, when they, you know, when the players don't have a really clear plan, you can, it sort of really yeah, comes absolutely. through. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Whether, I mean, maybe Rooney communicated one, but it wasn't obvious that well, it actually landed in no, their apparently, brain. No, apparently he, the, the stories are that he really got stuck into them about playing. You know, he's very wedded to one way of playing and they weren't, so... Yeah, and then I just or um, if you haven't got the personnel in front of you to do that, you've got to be pragmatic. I would argue. Well, when you walk yes. in the door and you inherit a squad, you've got to look at yeah. Yes, you've got your ideological way that you want to play, yeah. but if you haven't got players in those positions that can do that, you've got yeah. to have a little bit of a pragmatic um, view. I, I would argue. But, yeah. yeah, and yeah, cool. the other thing that I saw. Um, is you know and sorry if Joey Barton's listening he might find this slightly difficult to take on board um but um Rebecca Welsh or Welch I'm not sure how you pronounce it because it says CH uh is she is going to be taking charge of as a referee of um uh, EFL the football league game oh. for the f- so it looks so uh, from what i've understand it's uh, the first time that um uh, a female referee has taken charge of an English football league match and she's done national mm. league and stuff like that before. So, you know, that kind of stuff's changing, which is, I think personally is all for the better because I do actually think speaking as a man, I think, um, you know, call me an old fashioned sexist if you like, but, uh, I think men generally are a bit more respectful to women <laughs> when, when it comes to this sort of stuff. Whereas if it was blokes, it, I don't know, you know, for me, maybe I'm a bit old fashioned like that, but I just think if I, if it's a female bossing me around on the pitch, I'm probably likely to, to, to be a bit more, um, you know, nicer about it. So, uh, yeah, there was, we'll see. Maybe. So. It's a theory. Uh, and also, um, Sam Allison, the first black referee since Uriah Rennie was. Oh yeah. 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 That was in the Premier League. Another great story. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe there's not been one, not been a black referee since Uriah Rennie. Um, but there's other, there's other complexities to that. And maybe we won't talk about that right now, but yeah, um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, as someone who's not a massive fan, I'm not a fan of the PGMOL and the way they kind of, I think there's a lot of questions about them and I don't mean it in a conspiratorial way. I just think it's how they run the game in, in England. I think, um, Mm. It's good. It's good. It's good to see, yeah. And it'd be good. To, other... It'd be good. It'd be good not to discuss it, right? It'd be good to just yeah, exactly. That's that's the whole point. And, and, and go, one oh, of the... yeah, yeah. I think we're always going to, but I yeah. think someone yeah, I was so, listening to. A, yeah, I was, I was listening to a podcast the other day. For, I think it was an American guy was saying. He said, like, as an American, he finds it bizarre that you've got, for example, the Premier League with massive amount of cash, and that they've kind of got this cabal <clears> of referees <throat> that kind of run their own thing, and it's and it's like. They can see the problems, and there's not a, some sort of inquiry into it. So, yeah, that's that's my referee rant. And then just quickly, Forest Green Rovers, who um, who are not only carbon neutral, but their um, their kit is made out of uh, coffee grounds. Don't know how that works, but uh, oh. there we go. Oh, sorry, combined oh, yeah. with plastic. I, I said I don't know how it works. I'm just reading this right now. It says it's combined <laughs> with recycled pra- uh, practic plastic. Sorry, um, and it's more durable than the current 
kit, which is made of a bamboo mix. There you go. Is that from drip coffee or from a machine or from Ooh, pods, man? Jeez, you've thrown that out there. Well, it's come full fair, circle. <laughs> in terms of grinding coffee, um, I, I, I did learn a lot about how the, you know, the grind of coffee affects the flavour, which of course it would. You know, the finer the grind, the more surface area. I think. I think football shirts are something that really would benefit from being recyclable, given the amount numbers of that actually get produced every year. Yeah. And they change. They have three kits every year. It's like they need to literally just like melt into the ground when when you finish with them, because to be they just. um, I think it's actually a fair point because there's all this stuff about you know sport wanting to be carbon neutral and all this. And I'm thinking, I, I'm, I've heard this before, and maybe we've talked about it, but I totally agree with you. Like, sure, some sort of regulations coming into the amount of different kits clubs can have. Not actually, I know people go, oh, because the parents have to buy them. I think, well, just don't buy them. But actually, from yeah, a from an ethical them, point, yeah. from an ethical point of view, like, this you're creating... It's such a waste. And there's actually, um, I stumbled upon um, this YouTube channel that's uh, these two English kit designers used to work for Nike and massive manufacturers back in the day. And they designed classic kits that people collect and stuff like that from, you know, they, they designed like the world cup kits that, um, that, that Brazil wore that won the world cup in 2002, stuff like that. And they were actually saying that, and they're probably a bit older than us. So like, but they were, they were saying one of the things now is because literally every single club in the entire world at a professional level has a new kit times you know the new kit new home kit new alternate kit sometimes a kit for special occasions yada 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 but because they produce a sheer amount of volume of different kits um it's actually hard to design things now um but also from an environmental point of view um you're just creating probably more actually you know of of the same i mean you could sort of say well you know if you have the same thing that you're making um people are going to still buy the same amount of kits it's just you're trying a different version but it, it was an interesting point and then also you've got all these um sports gear manufacturers you know as, as we've will have seen you know they'll often say oh this is made out of you know 95 percent recycled polyester scooped out of the ocean you go that's fantastic but it's cost thirty dollars more than it did last year. So what? what what's actually? Hang on. Who, who, what, it's good, that you, it's good that you scooped out of the ocean, but yeah. not that you then made it into a shirt yeah. for tennis. Yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly, and charge a lot more it's money like the, for it. It doesn't end there. Product. Like it's still, it's yeah. now a shirt that will go into landfill in three years. Like what, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. I, yeah. So anyway, I, I I'm with you on that one. You know, you heard it here first. Um, let's uh, yeah. Yeah, let's let's, let's reduce, reuse, recycle, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just say I yeah. just looked up Rebecca Welsh because I was interested. She's from Washington, yeah. Jordan Pickford's yeah. hometown. I'm oh, guessing nice. she's in a bit of she's in like bandit country. So there's half of people are Sunderland fans and half of Newcastle fans. Probably more Newcastle now they're dominating. So she's actually yeah, you know, she played in the Durham League. Like she's got potential. Okay. I might be offending her she's, and all her family. Uh, she could well be a Sunderland fan. She's actually played football. <laughs> So she can't have that. Yeah, yeah, classic... she played. She played in the. She never yeah. played the apparently game. She, you know, apparently, her classic. first two matches as as a referee were women's university games, followed yeah. by a Sunday league game in Sunderland. Jesus. <laughs> and uh, with something she's described as being a completely different kettle of fish. <laughs> I imagine. I imagine a Sunday league game in Sunderland being very much a different kettle of all sorts of things, not just fish. Yeah. Um, wow. Compared to women's wow. university games, but yeah, yeah, she's definitely she's been in some tough. Tough spots, yeah, but yeah, yeah it would wow. have been interesting to watch that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, have you ever refereed good. any games yourself? I have. You? I, I've yeah. pre-season. Um, yeah. I actually quite liked it. Weirdly. Yeah. I quite. I quite. Yeah. I, I've, I found it hard to keep up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I ended up just. I felt like I was running around the centre circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With a little goal. Yeah, I've done the, uh, that one, but yeah. I think it's my yeah. te- my teacher DNA, you know. Like I think you, yeah. I think teachers make quite good referees, I reckon. Well, David Ellery, kind of, famously. Gotta be kind of even yeah. if you made a wrong decision, just say make it say it confidently, <laughs> and then just keep talking, just explain. Hang on, hang on. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Up, say, are, you, <laughs> are you are you are you saying that our kids at, get taught the wrong stuff at schools, but it's it's made to look like it's you know. Oh, I'm right human. Stuff. I make mistakes. No, I don't. Jeez. I don't mean with the curriculum. Teacher admits no, I mean, curriculum I mean, is a farce. I mean, if like you know, you have a go at a kid for talking and it wasn't them. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, okay. you don't like keep keep apologising to people for getting things wrong. You got to just get on with it, right? The, the, yeah. Uh, I thought. I thought um, education. The education system was a bastion of um, truth and uh, you know, no, correction. Correct. I don't even know what I'm talking about now. Yeah, no, I've I've done a few um over the years, and a couple of times I've had to do with with the like kids football, junior football, and stuff. And a couple of times it's been, well, if you don't like it, do you want to get someone else to do it? You know, when you can, yeah, yeah, sorry, mate. You know, or you might have the odd manager or parent. Oh, there's just bit. yeah. I mean, I've done. I'm a, I used to do the old line. You know, when you're like playing yeah, Sunday yeah. league and yeah, yeah, yeah. whoever's a substitute or someone that's yeah. like not likely to come on to the last five minutes. Yeah, you yeah, I've do done the that flag and like, and then you just get abuse. Yeah, no wonder <laughs> you're on the bench. Like, oh, yeah, you what's that, that like? You know, yeah, it was like, oh come on, mate. Like, yeah, oh, we've had a few. Um, we, we've had a few. Where last season when I was playing for the over thirty fives, where we've had we've actually done the line for both teams. <laughs> we had a couple of games where we had enough because we had to, they literally didn't have enough subs. Or I think one of the subs got injured, and so classic foots. You know, I know it's not Sunday league, but it's similar. Um, where, uh, yeah, so you need a linesman, really. I was just relying on the ref to do it all the time. But um, I think the classic one I've I've had is (laughs) when... You know, when you when people run the line, I mean, fair enough, they're volunteering, but they have have literally got no clue what they're doing whatsoever, and they run the entire length of the pitch. That's all, I've seen I've seen that many a time where you'll look and go, "Where's the lino?" and then you and you you realise you're looking at his half of the pitch where he should be, and everyone's, "Where is he?" and then you look the the exact opposite direction and see that he's actually. The ref hasn't noticed, but he's like, you know, in the complete opposite direction to where he should be. So that does happen. But yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't miss refing, yeah. um, refing those games. I remember no, it's once, not particularly enjoyable. One, one, just to finish on that, um, I, this person will definitely not listen to this podcast. But um, I remember when one, my one of my my youngest son was playing, and I've. I volunteered to ref the game just because it was like under, it was under eight. Actually, this is terrible. And uh, the, the, the coach of his team got very annoyed at me for not giving a throw in to, to, um, to his team. And he, he subbed off my son. <laughs> Literally two seconds later, he goes, sub, sub, and took him off. I was like, that's that's, uh, it was so bad, yeah. Uh, did he say that's why he did it? Or was no, that just your perception? Literally, literally two seconds later, he made a sub. <laughs> he couldn't believe it. And um, he, he got so annoyed about it. I was like, mate, I, I can't see. It's like, you know, it was, you know, what, yellow Did, ball it, did he say that's why he brought him off? No, no, but I'm... Or did he, or it, or it he just way, inferred it that? this way... 
the minute the book this oh it was pretty he'd only just come on the pitch <laughs> it was uh, so yeah. pathetic i was like yeah, you know nice. that but actually he got sacked after that the uh the uh, club sacked mm-hmm. him uh then not not well your son's uh, bounced back from it anyway so well i was going to say in terms of resilience yeah. it, it was but it was possibly <laughs> yeah. the most pathetic thing of it I've, I've seen some pretty yeah. bad stuff on the football pitch but that was that was bad but yeah i always really so yeah it was uh, memories of of uh refereeing who'd be a referee yeah. you know and all that sort yeah. of stuff yeah Cool. All right. Sure. Um, all right. All right. We might wrap it up for today. Yeah. Yeah. It's been good to get back cool. into it. And uh, yeah. Slightly I'll belated. Get a new headset year. next time. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> well, yeah. For those of you who don't know, uh, Dan is currently has a sorry, mate. He's, he's he's got a tie strapped around his head with a broken headset on, and he looks reminiscent of. Um, this is actually slightly on on um, on point for the, uh, for the for the young folk. Uh, it's twenty five years ago almost to the day since uh, the League of Gentlemen came out, that, that TV series, the comedy, <laughs> um, which loads of people say wouldn't get made these days. It's probably right. And I don't yeah. know if you remember Jeff, the guy, one of the characters in it. Yeah, <laughs> he, there's, a, there's, a, there's a scene in a curry house where he's got, he looks actually like you. He's got a, oh, a tie right, around his, yeah. his head. Tie around yeah. his head. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking like, it looked, I was thinking it more looks like, I was thinking like, you know, like Predator, like military, you know, how like they have yeah, headsets. Yeah, so like military, wear a helmet yeah, on top. yeah. Yeah, actually, like, it's good. sort of like yeah. the tie is like yeah. you know, like military signals people yeah. Yeah. Who have like a band around their forehead holding yeah. the earpiece. So yeah. I suppose so. You can wear a helmet over the top. Yeah. So um, you, you look like some sort of mercenary. Yeah. Yeah. With your yeah, beard. Part and of that and yeah. part. Yeah. yeah. Part office Christmas party. Part. Yeah. Like, you know. I'm crazy. Signal, me. Signal yeah. Me. He's had I'm a crazy. few drinks. Yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what I really think of you. Yeah. 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 Leave the photocopier right. alone. Put, <laughs> yeah. put your trousers back on. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Yeah. All good. Cool. All right. See you later, everyone. See Bye. You later. Bye. <laughs>